Welcome to Milk and Cornbread. We have Armando Aguirre. Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Pretty close. Pretty Armando close. Armando Aguirre. Got to roll I, those R's. I can't roll my R's. Can you roll your R's, Cornbread? No. All right, well, it's Armando. Cornbread. Armando Aguirre, <laughs> although we affectionately know him as Mondo. Right. And Mondo, from what we know, we don't know a whole lot. We know that Mondo is a um, GIS expert. Um from he'll, he'll have to ask. He'll have to answer what that is because we have no idea what GIS is. But we know he's a GIS expert. Um, he is also an accomplished actor. Um, if y'all remember from last year, uh, so is so is Craig though. I so mean, like the uh, so you're talking about like the maps, the GIS maps, geographic information systems. I, did not know that. I look at those every now and then. Mondo's yeah. an expert. He can answer all those questions. If you have any GIS questions? Be sure to to ask away. We've got a lot of things. Uh, you know, this is just going to be a random conversation because we've known Mondo for a while and we've seen him in action on uh, movies and films and he's going to be a famous actor one day, I have a feeling, uh, and I can't wait for that. So we got a lot to talk about. Mondo wants to talk about his, his betting cycle. He's a, he's a DraftKings expert as well. I forgot to add that in there. So he wants to talk about some tips and tricks on picking, although after his pick tonight, I'm not sure I want to follow him on that one. So I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what he says. What do you think? Greg, do you do DraftKings? Uh, not anymore. I don't. No. All right. No, I had to stop. The, I take the needle out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just nickel and dime. You know, I don't. Uh, I figure it's almost like playing the stock market. I mean, that's why I say I'm gonna delve into it a little bit. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm not an NCAA guy, so I said this is gonna give me a chance of trying to like build a spreadsheet or something you know so i'd start getting numbers and things like that and i thought i had a spreadsheet it's been it's been hitting relatively well but something about this freaking weekend i mean i i went against your word said don't take the walls in the uh, over that's too but i said like golly you know they can't score 129 points no. together that was i that mean was they've sad. been doing it you know that was, that was very that and was sure sad. enough at halftime I was feeling good about it both teams were scoring well all of a sudden like the second half they shit the pot I mean they <laughs> scored maybe 20 something you know I, it was just unbelievable anyway I'm reeling from just a horrible weekend but I don't know I'm getting ready to trash this stupid spreadsheet because it hadn't been worked but but I mean overall I haven't lost since like the uh, 14th of this month. That's so true. I've been on a roll, you know. I mean, it's been working for me. I'm I'm plus uh, about $125 from ever since I've been, you know, nickel and diming these. Uh, so you're using the spreadsheet. Yeah, and I'm getting to know these teams because you know we've got we've got that tournament coming up, and yeah, I know you're all, you're all you guys are all into that. We're all into that. March Madness. That's where we that's our that's the world we live in. But hey, hey speaking of speaking of college. This is this is interesting. I'm wearing my Tennessee Tech hat, and you want to know why I'm wearing my Tennessee Tech hat? Because Tennessee Tech is one and zero in NCAA football right now because they beat Austin P twenty-seven to twenty-one today. Did they? So they're they're number one in OBC right now, and a lot of people don't know this. I missed that on TV. OBC, yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> uh, ESPN three or four. I don't know which one, but people don't know this. But the OBC is playing a spring season. They started today, and so they're playing an eight-game spring season culminating with the uh, Tigers of TSU coming to Tennessee Tech on April the 3rd, which I hope we get to attend that one. I'm excited about that one. It'll be a good one. 
That's is the that one. the one you say you do a cookout? Yeah, we the, tailgate. We tailgate, yeah. 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 All right. So before we get in any deeper, Mondo, uh, give us your little uh, summary of who you are. Because I know you pretty well by now. Um, I'm not sure Craig knows you as much as I do, but y'all worked together in, in the acting world. <laughs> and and so, uh, but we want to know more. We want to know. people. Your listeners want to know about more about Mondo. Well, you know, I don't want to divulge a whole lot, you know. I mean, I, you'll get to know me little by little as you invite me here and there. You know, I'll give up a little bit of, about myself, you know. I'm not, like, uh, that big a deal, man. So I don't want to get all into myself or anything like that, you know. But I will let you know that I'm kind of, this is kind of a nervous week for me, you know. We got the, we do that 54 what is it called again? The 54 oh, yeah. Fest. That's right. We'll get into that at some point, Tom. So he's a little nervous because yeah, 54 Fest is coming Brock out. should be nervous. I mean, are oh, you? Or you nervous. think, why? Well, there's no reason to be nervous. Well, well nervous. we don't know what our genre is, man. Have you seen all those funky terms they got in there or uh, yeah. possibilities? Call, so call for our listeners out there that have no idea what we're talking about, um, MTSU, Middle Tennessee State University, uh, hosts a contest every year called the 54 Film Fest. And they basically have... Um, on from Friday night till Sunday night, they have 54 hours to write and produce, direct, whatever, a five-minute film. And the genre and certain things, aspects of the film are picked by the the creators of 54. And so Col- this will be Colin's fourth year doing it. Last year, Craig and, and Mondo were both in this side up. And um, it, it won some awards in that competition. This year, though, the word is... As of yesterday, there were 32 teams competing, so it's going to be pretty big. They're doing it nationwide instead of just this locally. Since it's online stuff, they can do it nationwide, so it's pretty cool. But yeah. and, so, uh, so Mondo's nervous about it because yeah. he, he may have a big part coming up. Uh, well, beyond cool, it's uh, stressful in that, you, first of all, you don't know what genre you're in. You know, I mean, and then, uh, you know, one day, you know, uh, my buddy, you know, Colin, the producer, he's just out there, man. He's got all these stories. Oh, what? Hey, man, Mondo, go ahead. Hey, try this on. You know, you're going to be a retired wrestler, you know, the, with a blue freaking mask. And then you're going to go into the ring and you're going to accidentally kill like a midget or something, you know. Oh. And well, uh, what you don't know is that there's a real good chance that gay porn is going to be the genre. So that's that. That's what I've heard. Too. Ready. Uh, I've heard that Monday. might. I heard that might be the. Uh, yeah. Not that there's anything oh, wrong. With it. Oh no, no, God, I, I, no, not at all. Just, <laughs> again, I, I mean, I came here to try to feel better, you know, to talk about the situation. Now you're saying, but because possibly gay porn Yeah, that does make me nervous. That's a. Uh, that's that's what we're here for, Mondo. Is make you feel better. So you. <laughs> And now listen, I, I got to tell you, last year, uh, that experience for me, I've done it. I've, I've worked with Colin three years. I was in the first one for about two seconds, and I haven't been in one since. And I know how it is because it's, it's you know, it's a little nerve-wracking, and you got a little, you know, you got a young 17-, 18-year-old guy telling you what to do, and, and it's kind of hard, And uh, but it, it turns out it's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch the process. From my side, just sitting back and helping, holding microphones, whatever else, I got to see it, and it was it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch Craig. It was fun to watch Scotty and and Mondo, and y'all do your little thing. And and what I what I take pride in for this, and I think Colin does too, is that that other people are using like professional actors, and Colin uses his Wahoo's dads for you know his dad's Wahoo friends around. You know we just we're just having a good good time, and it turns out good. He's able to pull it out of you. So you, you might be a natural. You and Craig both might be a natural. Well, some people have to act. You know, like idiots, and since 
some of us are not you of course <laughs> some of us are idiots they just act like yourself and be just fine what so what i know you're from texas so tell in me texas he's a san antonio guy right san antonio right. yes sir bro and he's a cowboys and fan which is I, I can understand that I used to right i was born in everybody did in this area but so so tell you, you came you got texas how'd you end up tell home um let's see here well i was working for doing gis you know geographic information that's a fancy word saying computerized mapping google maps similar to that but uh you do it in essence for it companies when they're trying to in this case i was a gis uh manager for a firm that did uh, a distributed water in like the um outside area of san antonio so i had to you know when new housing comes up you have to create all the you know development come up with all the infrastructure to you know provide water to folks at that point so. I, I hate to interject but um how long has it been since you did that in san antonio gosh um i'd say about i've been doing gis for over what was it 1992 i'm not good with math but specifically in san antonio oh in for the san water, antonio for the water disbursement i'm just curious are you saying that there, there's a there's a struggle in Texas with water disbursement? I'm saying there's a yeah. little bit of a problem right now with some water disbursement. <laughs> They've been calling me to go back and help, but I'm saying uh, no. I'm trying to make sure that our man here is not uh, somehow. He's not tied no. into that. There's no mea culpa here. No, 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 no. He's not tied into that. When I was there, we were pushing that water with no problems. Uh, they had a few problems. <laughs> uh, who would have so, thought? But you know what? Uh, who would have thought? Uh, interesting though, we talked about this. Uh, before he died, Boone Pickens, the last probably 10 years of his life, was buying land in Texas in the middle of nowhere because of the underground aquifers. Because he recognized that there was going to be, and everybody thought he was crazy. Everybody well, now, thought he was crazy. Yeah. Now he's, yeah, look at it. Look mm -hmm. at it now. Yeah. Anyway. All right, what else, Mondo? Keep going. Anyway, so uh, I'm working for this company, and um, I was going to Texas State University, which, oh, by the way, I was noticing that. I mean, I'm going to get off time. I mean, you know, I just go all over the place here uh nothing about me uh let's see so i'm from texas state i graduated texas state university they're in region three of the bracket right now playing against michigan oh bracketology <laughs> mondo's bracketology, bracketology. Yeah. and i'm like going uh did man can we get like an easier team Shoot, where, where's is? like the 16th seed He's talking about the the, the pre-bracketology. The pre yeah, the kind of like the simulation of yeah, what's going to happen. They, they have Tennessee at a four seed right now, which blows my mind. Well, it's because you're not you get they're gonna, they're all they're looking at the body of work and not just a Tennessee fan. The last no, weeks. I'm thinking they should be like a twelve seed. No, because you're feeling that you're <laughs> yeah. you're a fan who seen yeah, what's jilted. happened the last two weeks. Yeah. You, but if you look at their body of work and people know that the kind of defense that they're their style of game travels in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, that's true. So, I, I have a feeling that they're going to get – People don't come out and shoot 70% from the field in the NCAA tournament. No, they they're don't. Tight. Unless they're tight. Unless they're uh, mid-major schools that yeah. now, if you're a 5 12. That's right. That's right. And and uh, they'll get a – but they're just uh, – I've said it from the start. I, I like them. But All yeah, right. no, I mean, I, I'm familiar with Texas State. I think Oklahoma played them a few years ago. I'm from, you know, I'm from Oklahoma. I'm mm -hmm. But, yeah, they played them a few years ago. got that million. Got the million dollars. Yeah, oh, I love it. Right. I love it. Yeah. All right, what else? So anyway, uh, on the way to Texas State University, which is uh, about a 45-minute drive between San Antonio to a town named San Marcos, uh, I said, man, I'm not, you know, I'd have to go to work at 6 a.m. in the morning, 
to eight, then drive over to San Marcos and uh, take a class when I was going to the university. And I had a lab for that class in the afternoon. So I said, I'm not going to go all the way back to work. I'll just hang out in New Braunfels. And I'm going to ask around, see if there's a business that needs some GIS help or whatever. And I'll part-time it and then just be nearby school. And sure enough, I run into these folks that are doing, like, uh, mapping for uh, Air Force bases, you know. Uh, I was able to do some mapping for them on the side. And then as I, once I graduated, they, hired. you know, made, hired me, you know. And so I left San Antonio. I went from San Antonio over to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Dayton Flyers. Dayton. And it, gosh, what a difference in weather for sure. I mean, oh, we at first, I was all excited. Hey, all right, you know, we're gonna get some snow and everything else. <laughs> you yeah. probably can. You can get on eBay. Can you really? Oh yeah. eBay house house in Dayton for five grand. Oh, absolutely, five ten grand. Wow. Now, I, I'm not saying that you want to go. Is that kind of like your house in Cowan for uh, uh, three grand? <laughs> well, that was in Fayetteville, <laughs> but yes, it's Fayetteville. For exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everybody listening, I'll sell that for five grand. <laughs> yeah, talk to. Talk to Cornbread. He'll sell you a house for five grand. All right, keep going. And so we're in Dayton, Ohio for a couple of years. And, you know, my wife being from Guatemala, all of a sudden, a couple of years of snow, she just couldn't stand it just because the the bad weather lasts too long. You know, it starts about Thanksgiving. It's already starting to snow, and you're getting all this freezing rain and everything else. And we weren't used to all that jargon. My kids were little. You know, you got to be bundling them up everywhere you go and then taking their coats off and then putting them back on before you go to the car and blah blah that was just too much man i just said hey what happened so uh i was doing gis there you know and wright patterson is one of the bases associated you know with uh the local base here and a guy left and offered they offered me the job here and i just came down to you know tullahoma to work and uh, so i spent two years in dayton and then been here since, you know, 2007. So if you were working in the private industry, what would you be doing? I'd probably In, be, in GIS, um, what, what would it be doing? What would you look at? Right now, I'd say uh, businesses are, you know, hiring a lot of GIS folks to, you know, see where they're going to put their next dollar general for instance where you know where they're going to put their next kfc so, so your gis guy around here holy smokes i mean he must like chicken because heck it seems like in tullahoma every other block is a we've chicken talked joint. about this we, we did not we did not predispose him with no, we that did not we did not we've had the same conversation have you do you know about the chicken joints Fill no in no I, it's actually we've said the same thing oh. it's it's uh, does not uh whoever's whoever's doing the search, uh, the research in terms of where to put these things, um, they may need to find a new line of work because we are full, more than oversupplied in this city with fast food. Absolutely. We're good. Correct. We're good. We need an Olive Garden or a dang McAllister's or something where we can get a salad. Uh, you know, I've asked around because, you know, there's a lot of good Italian restaurants in San Antonio. I like specifically Johnny Carino's. I think it's pretty good in San Antonio. Some folks don't, in Atlanta, I think there may be one, and people don't talk that highly about it there, but I think it's pretty deep. The ones in San Antonio are tasty, but anyway, they I ask around here, well, what's a good Italian place? And they'll say Fazoli's. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is it pretty good? I don't know. No. I've never been. The breadsticks so. are fantastic. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, yeah. 
<laughs> well, you would think their you, Coke machine's nice. You would think that that like in Fort Sill, you know, you, you Oklahoma and some of these places, you would think that there would, you know, in Fort Sill when uh, my dad was a kid, they you've had the secret recipe salad dressing. Remember what I brought to? The, oh yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, okay. I love that. We're only one person. That's a great story, by the way. Yeah, one well, person has one person two, only has two people. Two living yeah. have access to the. Well, he got it yeah. because there was a Italian guy, uh, Mercadanti was his name, that had come over, and the reason these guys descended on Lot in Oklahoma, it was there were German guys. It's because you had all these people coming from all over the world, and so you know a lot of those people were stationed in a lot of these places and got used to eating that food, and so they had these just great restaurants. I have no idea if it was like that uh, fifty years ago in this town, but. There's not the last what? one, believe it or not. There was a joint in Cowan called. I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. Cernicola's. Yes, yeah, Cernicola, Cernicola. Yeah, that was a pretty. That was. Yeah. A, I think that was a. That guy, they had some sort of you know connection. Cosmic, yeah, but you don't have the place. Like, did you ever go to Saint August or Saint uh, or down to with Scotty down to, uh, oh. Uh, the beach with the little short guy and the Italian, the big mustache. Uh, it uh, looks like I know you're talking about. Oh, it. He told me about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know when it's authentic. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking about? You're not talking about uh, fat uh, fat Clemenza's, was it? The name of the place? No. no. There, there's a, a there's a place on 30A or not 30A. It's it's in Destin, but it's off. It's on 90. What is that? 98, 96. I can't remember what 98. 98. Yeah. On 98. Uh, new 98 the highway there's a place called Fat Clemenza's and it's oh man it is fantastic but I, 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 mean, I don't know if that's the same place or not it's not it's but I went guy, there with Scotty one time it's, so. his na- it's named after him and his family he oh, comes okay. to the table everybody's table and, you know, and we get our picture made with him and he's little tiny got the hey oh you know hey oh you know this whole thing it's it's awesome man it's, it's good but uh, it's hard to find around here man yeah you, I yeah, get it I, I couldn't tell you if you really wanted to sit out you'd have to most likely, you'd have to go to probably some small dive in Nashville that I've never heard of that might be a good Italian joint. Yeah, I, it's been a while since I've had um, good. I tell you, the good one in, is in Franklin. Is uh, I'm gonna say it wrong, but Buca de Beppo. Have you ever been to Buca de Beppo? It's I've a heard good. It's not. a good one in Cool Springs. It's a. It's kind of a chain. It's got several across the country, but it's actually pretty good. But there's one, and it's and it has left me, and I'm gonna have to ask for the next time we meet. But there's one in St. Louis. That I went to, that's in their Italian neighborhood, and I went there a few years ago. Oh my gosh, you're talking about the best Italian food I've ever had. It was unbelievable. See, I like the Italian with the with the like the New Orleans flair, like Pascal's Manali. Well, you, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 that's to get me, a little heat. Get, it's just the whole that that whole thing coming together with, uh, you know. Oh my goodness, Mondo, you said you, you said uh, your wife is from Guatemala, and so when's the next time you're going down there? Well, I've finally got my uh, passport after about 15 years and not getting it because that was always my excuse of, hey, no, I don't have a passport. I can't make it out there every time they'd go, you know. They always wanted me to go out there. I just uh, I don't, you know, I, I went back there to get my, my woman, and then I've never gone back since. <laughs> get his go, woman, drag her back by her hair. Did you go intentionally to Guatemala to find uh, a woman? Yeah, yeah. So that, that I was, was act, I had actually gone up there to meet some other uh, lady and uh, that didn't work out and then you know Natalia did work out <laughs> so, were you looking uh, for a specific style like Guatemala was the was the area of <laughs> oh I could uh, 
I mean, you could go a million ways directions with this one, man. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, so I've divulged too much already. <laughs> no, I would no. say I'd say you're right on the edge. Right on the edge. It's just I, how about this though? I've only I, I, I'm drinking tea. Yeah. So if I if I had had a few stove tops, I probably wouldn't let them off that easy. No, you wouldn't <laughs> let them off that easy. But I I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll let them off on that one. Well, y'all tortured me enough yesterday trying to you know after having uh, probably too many of those Crown Royals, <laughs> trying to you? teach me how to play spades. I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Mister Hatfield got lost in the bottom of that. Lost bottle, in I the see. bottom. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny experience is that uh, Mondo ended up finally he finally decided to play. We played spades last night, and uh, Mondo finally decided to play, and he was my partner. And uh, one hand in particular, I had nothing, uh, multiple hands. But this one in particular, I could actually go low. And I said, Mondo, I'm going low. And he's like, what's that mean? That's mean. <laughs> I was like, that means I can't catch any. And he said, why would you not want to catch any? I said, I want to catch some. I can't. So if we don't catch any, I get 100 points. In other words, it might not be a good idea for me to go low. Yeah. And then the very – so he says, okay, I understand. And so then we, we, we play like a couple of hands, and Mondo throws out a two Boom. of hearts. I'm like, holy cow. So he didn't understand the concept. So but you, you but did you win did. that and I jacked you, huh? No, we won that. We won the hand because I think Craig was a little kind. But you did well. I thought you I thought you picked it up fine. You play a couple more times, you'll be you'll be in That's on, what I'm on thinking. Game. And and the thing is I looked it up on YouTube already, you know, earlier this morning. I was like from what I can remember, I thought I did decent except a couple of bad looks. I remember uh you know, uh I remember getting from you, and I was said I'm gonna look up the YouTube video on how you play spades, right? And they had nothing on there look, about low or high. No, or nothing most like of that. Most I'm of like, the, the what the thing, hell, man? These guys know I was drunk. What the hell? Are they throwing all this extra BS into it? Yeah. You know, bad enough. I had to freaking learn on the fly. There's man. a game that you can download on your phone, an app called Spades, and you and it's it's you play all you do is you play the same is the same partner but uh, so mick again when you say low what is it you're saying it means when, low means according to craig house rules which we follow which we follow because we like craig house rules. well these weren't my these were just rules but that we're calling existed them, yeah, prior to yeah but I, but so. we but but you've adopted them and that's what yeah, in, oh, in our okay. and we we did we played a little different in my day but okay. it was it was fine but according to those rules uh if you go low your partner has to go, has to get four by themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that means that if you get four and I go low, that's 140 points total. Where normally, right. if I, I just get got, 10 points for every one of my right, right, bingos right, right. or whatever. Right. But you if call you go, them. but say, say you get five, say you get five and I get low, then we only get 130 points because you go back 10 points automatically because you sandbagged. Oh, I went but Let's over. say you get three and I get low, we go back 130. Forty points, right? But if you look at it from my point of view, um, I can't tell. You know, like I can count how many I might win with the spades that I have, but I can't really tell from the other cards yet because I haven't played yeah. long enough. You, so you, I'm you like, get that those uh, this other cluster of cards. Yeah, you pick it I'm up. I'm like, shit. I'm just guessing. You know. Yeah, you pick it up. You pick it up. I mean, it's something that you you have to play and you pick it up. Jay Jay picked it up really quick. Oh, he knew. Yeah, he picked it up really quick. I mean, he played before, but you could tell he he had he had forgotten, but he played and he picked it up. How often quick. do y'all do that yeah, or what? Oh, I as much as possible, we try to play uh, usually on a Saturday night or something. Trying to put together a spades league. That that would be. I, I, I'm interested in hearing this concept because yeah. I think it would be uh, well received. It would be interesting. Um, it could be dangerous. I'll tell you what I'm banking on. Actually, this is this is going to sound because I 
I, I, I fully, I mean, if, if I charge you to do something and you want to take advantage of it, that's fine because you can pay for it, right? Yeah. But what I'm, I'm, I'm hoping is that it's something akin to a gym membership. So you're going to pay, let's say, for uh, the next two months we've got a cycle running, right? And then you'll have the big tournament at the end or whatever. And so it's $100 a team. Well, I'm banking on only half of them showing up. Showing up, up yeah. So the rest of it's just, you know. Yeah. So there's an attrition rate there, and if you pay a lot of people, if it's too much, they won't walk away. It, and if it's too little, it's not worth it. So you got to get that fine line where they're like, eh, I don't feel like it. What's the, what would be the location? Will we have a, well, uh, multiple I, locations? I, I thought about that, and, and and there's multiple ways to do it. If, if it was a true business, you would buy a house, and you would set it up. <laughs> you would have – no, no, I mean, you'd have a waiting area with the TV and so forth. You could bring your beer or your Pepsi or your uh, – uh, green smoothies or whatever it is that floats your boat and you know and then you can wait and you can just revolve people uh and have somebody you have one full-time employee at a location if it's something that you're going to do just you know like have a big tournament just as a beta project which i think is the way to do it you go rent out uh you know a, a i don't know a conference room or you you know you, you could figure it out um and you you have it you just have a, like a big tournament and just see what kind of if you don't get any response, it's no harm, no foul. I think, that, I think that would be fantastic. I do, too. I do, too. Because as long as you don't get charged with racketeering. That's know. what I'm thinking. It's already starting to sound to me like Craig's Casino. Well, you know. I am going to take a management fee. I would be I would be lying if I told you that, you know, if we start this thing, we're going to take some. But the management fee is to fund our uh, little... T-Town Trotters. Yeah. Our, so. You know about T-Town Trotters? No, it's I something don't. That we, it's a dream that we talked about. We haven't... We haven't fulfilled. We started it a little yeah, bit. It, We've done a little, a few things, but it's basically our uh, our secret society that we help people. <laughs> it's, we try. We haven't really done much, but it's I don't know. It's very difficult to get it all on the same page. But we're trying. Let's put it that way. But mm-hmm. you know, a few bucks. I mean, who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I think people would have a blast with it if you. Now, when you help folks out, are they appreciative of it? No, we haven't really done. I mean, I I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I guess don't think I asked know. because I had a neighbor who would do that a lot. You know, this guy lived behind me and he, he you know our back neighbor he'd uh he'd go out there and he'd help people get food and stuff he'd have to drive it to him you know and i mean he'd have scenarios where he'd drive the food to to folks and then they'd get mad at him because well you got any bread with this yeah they, we'd like to have yeah, some i'm like too. what we'll You're see like that we, we getting I something that when we did the wednesday night stuff oh yeah and uh yeah but you know you, you can't so I didn't know what kind of uh, assistance you do. You go like maybe build a porch for somebody. Oh, we would. Or, I'd do it yeah, in a heartbeat. We, yeah, if we, we knew somebody needed a porch right now. If you know anybody out there that needs us to do something, we'll go yeah, through. contact me or, nice. or, or we're not going to see. The thing is, what ends up happening is you get somebody and they say, "Well, I actually I need you to put this since you're doing this for free out of the kindness of your heart. You paid for the materials and everything. It's not going to cost me anything. Just go ahead and put a three thousand square foot deck on them." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so you know, I mean, if you if you run into that kind of thing, then then we just end up in the wrong place. Yeah, you, oh, definitely in the wrong place. I, I I suggested that we do, and I, and I don't know if anybody took us up on this, but I suggested that we do like a secret society. Like, if you go to if you go to UVA in in, in uh, Virginia, they have these secret societies, and there's one in particular called the Secret Seven, and there's seven people in that, and they're all millionaires. Of course, none of us would fit that bill, but. They they donate time and money to places, but nobody ever knows who it is. Mm-hmm. They just do it, and then nobody knows who the seven is until the only time they know who who a person in the seven is is when they die. As soon as, when they die, people find out. Oh, they were in the secret seven. 
and then they add somebody nice. else and nobody knows who that seven is. Wow. To me, I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Just a little, little clandestine, uh, clandestine. But right now, we are the T-Town Trotters. Uh, and that's it. Yeah. And that's I mean, it because we're, you know, we'll, we'll help. We'll do something. Yeah. If, if we just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, it's hard for us to figure out who needs what, you know, because yeah. I'm just not, there's plenty of groups that are doing the, the meals and all that stuff. That's, that's right. We're, we're, I've seen that. Ours is more like focused on maybe like a Saturday, Sunday, you know, project sort of thing. I almost think we need to come up with something like socks for veterans or, you know, you know, something where it's specific, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, internet access for G- for potential GIS workers or, or, or spades, spades lessons. For, there you go. That's what I need. Spades yeah. lessons. So, hey, tell me, tell, tell us more about Guatemala. I'm, I'm curious about Guatemala. I, well, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, Cornbread. I, I told Mondo one time, I was like, I want to go with you to Guatemala. I want to go with you because I think they'll think I'm like this giant. And and I'll be like, they'll think I'm a superstar. And he said, oh, yeah, they're going to love you all right. He said, yeah. just don't go on the back roads. Yeah. No, <laughs> you don't do that he anywhere. Knocked, he knocked me down. And he goes, I was like, well, nah, you man. know, I just want to get out there and mix sand. I just want to get out there, you know, have fun. I go, But I don't really want to stand out. And I go, you don't want to stand out. I thought you're like. You know, six four. They're not. They don't. They know. They know seven footers down there. Yeah, blue eyes. I go. If you don't want to stand out, then you're gonna to have to walk on your kneecap, because bring knee pads. Yeah, 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 you don't want to. You don't want to get off of the uh, the main drags in some of those spots down there. But but so we're, we're planning. I'm going down there one of these days. But what's the appeal to Guatemala? Uh, I like the scenery. I mean, all the volcanoes look gorgeous, man. And you. You can go out for this town named Antigua. That's really awesome. Food's good, and you walk around these cobblestone streets, and you have folks that are, you know, doing all these uh, handcrafts, and you know, uh, you know. I think we get. My we got it. It's on our dining room table those, right now. One of those good stuff. Uh, like a tablecloth. And, yeah. You know, they, all kinds of uh, art that you can see out. You know, that the the Mayan Indians do, or the Quiche, I believe they're called. Good diving, but um, you been? Have you been? I've, I've, we're, we're gonna go. It's kind of on our list of places to hit at some point. But I've just researched. Is it on the side where Belize is, though? Yeah. See, we went to Belize. Okay, there you go. Yeah, and it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's one of those places. Nice. Guatemala is one of those that's on that list of five or six places left that, you know, if you have thirty thousand dollars a year, for your retirement, you can survive. You can survive. It's not right. You're not gonna live. Um, but you can live on or near the water. See, when I when I look at those things, I don't look at uh, a one-bedroom apartment inland two hours. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go to one of those places and live that's that's far, far you know, in terms of access in and out and hospitals, uh, I, I'm going to be on the water. They, okay, so. I, I looked it up one day because and it wasn't Guatemala; it was Nicaragua. I looked up Nicaragua and a different ballgame. But they said, but they said that I, I looked up just to see, and I found five. Um, oceanfront pieces of land for under a hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, it was like seventy thousand for for half an acre or an acre on on the ocean. Nicaragua's still scared. That's what, I, I kind of worry about that too. Guatemala's not that way. I mean, you buy it and it's yours. Uh, you buy it in Nicaragua, it, the may, government they might take... let you have it. Yeah, they might not. Who knows? And that's what's happening. I mean, I've been watching those expat videos, you know, and. Uh, they, uh, you know, each one of those Central American countries have have their plus pros and cons. I guess is the YouTube videos that they show. And you know, for instance, Panama. 
they say they change their rules all the time. Oh, yeah. They could have a vehicle, and if you park it on the wrong side of the street one week, you know, you're fine to be parking your car there. Next week, you're not. They confiscate it. They charge you an arm and a leg for the car. You can't get rid of it. You have to go pay the fees. I mean, you almost have to hire an attorney just to be an expat in some of these countries. And they keep you in line as to, hey, this rule's going to change. You know, And then little things that they're just nickel and diming you. Uh, uh, beyond be, the, you know, just living there. I don't want to keep up with that stuff. I was paying speeding me. speeding tickets in Costa Rica as I was getting stopped. To the to, and it, it was different every time. So you handed the money to the guy. In yeah, Costa Rica. That, well, they were they were shaking you down. We weren't speeding, but they were sitting on top. Of, what are you going to do? Because it was the any... only way to get to the resort we were going to. And so they're sitting right. there, and the guy says, only, he had he couldn't speak English, and he said, I want fifteen dollars. I gave him twenty American, and he wouldn't take it because he wanted fifteen. And then his partner came up and basically said, in, in his, you know, in, in Spanish, said, you moron. So he took it. We got another however far, got stopped again, had to pay that one. Finally got to the resort. So it took cost me. I mean, I guess it's just like paying a, a, a toll. Like a toll, yeah. yeah. But were they, were they actually police? <laughs> I, 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 who knows? I didn't want to. You're I, not going to ask. No. Oh, and it was daytime. <laughs> I didn't want to get to my resort. Because, yeah, the guy that we talked to down there, my CIA handler down there, uh, told me, you know. Robert, Robert. Yeah, he said, don't, don't. Yeah. <laughs> he said, you know, just stay on. And if it's dark and you're getting stopped, just find a place to... Kind of like America. Yeah. You know, some you places know. in America. But now, the truth is, the uh, I think I've told you a little bit. I won't delve too far. But my dad's uncle was, you know, built bombs and stuff like this years ago. But uh, he would have CIA handlers when he would go sell these bombs for Texas Instruments to all these defense departments. And he would tell him the rules of, of uh, how to, you know, to tra- when, once you leave the airport... And I always thought the most interesting one was when he was he went to bomb he flew into Bombay, and uh, he was meeting with the the Indian defense minister, and the CIA guy said, he said we won't be there when you get there, when you walk out, you're gonna walk out. There's a big pylon you're gonna stand next to, and he said a cab is gonna come up and a guy is probably gonna come up to you, and tell you that he's such and such and such and such, and he said you're not until I present myself. You know, and and Don's and and sure enough, he gets there and and the, and the guy got back in the cab and left, and then this guy comes ten minutes later. So so he so he worked for Texas Instruments. Yeah, see, I thought see, they made calculators. Well, see, that's the thing, right? The federal the the thing that Don said was, see, he helped design the bunker buster that ended the ninety one war. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And there were two of those bombs, and the first one missed. That's what a lot of people. There's don't only know. two. There were two. The first one missed, and they said that guy was going to be the laughing stock of the military if he missed a second time. <laughs> And the, and then the second one when they were fourteen floors underground and that bomb burrowed its way down like yeah. a mole and blew yeah. up and, and he waved the white flag. He helped design. He was an engineer. He helped design that bomb. But the thing is, Ti, the federal government, the, our defense department, our own, would not buy weapons from private contractors. So we have a company like Ti making the coolest weapons on earth and wouldn't. So they had to go sell them to every country. Everybody else. Yeah. Did you ever see Charlie Wilson's war? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You remember the meeting on the airplane yes. with, okay. Yes. In Pakistan. Yes. Don had a meeting in Peshawar. He goes, they, they got in a, in a, in a, some kind of open, I don't know, it was a Jeep or what. And you know where I'm talking about in Peshawar, the just terrorist wasteland oh, in yeah, Pakistan. Yeah, yeah. And he said, look at your feet for the next 45 minutes. He said, "If you look up, they'll they'll kill you, and we're just gonna leave you laying there." <laughs> did he? Wow. So, let me ask you this though: Did if he you get, make eye contact? With did him. he get into Texas Instrument thinking that he's gonna make calculators? No. So he knew that he knew he had he had to have top some, secret some, for Texas Instrument. That blows yeah. my mind. Yeah, because they because they shared some engineering with the government, I think, and some stuff like that. But 
but they would not buy these bombs. And so he's he sold to he sold to some people that you wouldn't think. But you know what he always said? I thought that was the fun one of the because he has. I mean, kind of like you. I mean, he's got great stories. You know, my grandmother. One of the the, the two that come to my real they're very quick. But one is she says because my granddad was a judge in Oklahoma and they were brothers. And she says, uh, Don said, I'll be, I'll be, I'm just going to, you know, I've got to go back to Texas or whatever for a few days. And so she's watching the nightly news and she sits up in her chair because Don and somebody else walk out and you know how the camera pans to defense departments, Don walks out the steps on Libby or something. (laughs) And my grandmother sits there and calls my, my granddad, I thought you told me Donald Joe was in Texas. She was pissed. (laughs) He was in Libya? Yeah. She was pissed. But uh, uh, he said the funniest thing, though, he said uh, he was telling me because, you know, I'm in business for myself. And he said, he goes, you know, I would never pretend to tell you, think that you would ever deal with somebody overseas or especially Egypt. But he said, don't deal with the Egyptian. They don't pay their bills. He said, he said, Texas Instruments would sell them three or four hundred million dollars worth of stuff and they just wouldn't pay them. They just wouldn't pay them. What do you do? I don't really know. I, that's what I asked. I was <laughs> like, do do? I don't know what you do. What's your a civil action? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, but very cool stories, man. Yeah. This, te- I mean, understand, I, I know I sound like a blooming idiot right now, but uh, do, do they still, are they still in the defense world? I mean, they- I don't know. I, I don't know that when he was with, I don't know that they, they make that known. That's wild. A lot. But, yeah, he, he was, uh, and I don't know what part of his work maybe was for them and maybe for a company that, but this guy, I mean, he just was, he's a, he's a very, very, very intelligent man. And he was, he helped design, and, and, you know, to me, the best people to sell stuff, like, you know, those nuclear uh, uh, cameras that, that, get, that can take a scan of your heart? Yeah. That came back out in the maybe mid-90s. The guys that initially did the service contracts on those, like when you had it go down, a guy would come in, and a lot of times you think, well, the guy comes in, went through a tech school or something. and No, the guys that came in are the guys that designed the machines. And so your service contract for two or three years, you were paying a lot of money for that service contract. But when they came in, it was the guy that made it. Yeah. So when you're yeah. selling something, you want to talk about a hell of a selling point. Yeah. Well, who makes this thing? Well, me. I did. <laughs> I did. I made it. So that there's no more. That's it. That's the end yeah. of it. You know. So yeah, good stuff. All right. So what do you keep keep going here? What else? You're in Telehoma now. What's your what's your uh, what keeps you busy, other than maps um, that you can't talk about? <laughs> I guess um, I stay busy, you know, just with housework and you know, just like you do. And I've got a Jeep. I keep adding stuff oh, too, yes. just like you do. You, That's right. you got those new headlights. Jeep, just empty every pocket. <laughs> That's what Jeep stands for. I get that catalog, and I see so many things I'd like to get. But oh, heck, no you look at the price tag, and I'm like, holy smoke, this is like a hobby or something, you know? It really is. I'd like to get one. I, I had hobby. one in college. I had an old CJ5. Oh, CJs. I love and CJs. I like the short wheelbase. You like to see? I was always a CJ7 guy. Yeah, I like. I don't dislike yeah, it, you know. Yeah. But but that CJ5 was shorter, and I had some 30s, well, like 33s or 30. Yeah. I forget what, but I, I mean, that thing would crawl up the side of a mountain. Yeah, you know. I had an old, I had a YJ, which is uh, um, is in early '90s, and it has a, has the square headlights. They that they, they caught a lot of crap. Jeep caught a lot of crap mm-hmm. because they changed the headlight to a square headlight. And from I want to say '85 until '95, somewhere around there, about a ten year period, they had square headlights. Right after CJ, it's in between CJ and then yeah, they, then they brought back the they had the truck. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm thinking about a scrambler. I, I want to oh. go with the stuff that everybody hated. The yeah. scrambler, yeah. the brat. Yeah. Remember the brat? Yeah. Looked, I, like, I, a, looked like an El Camino, but had the seats yeah. with the little... With the back, in the back. Yeah. yeah. What about the Mustang too? Get you a Mustang too. You remember the Mustang too? I don't. You I don't, don't remember the Mustang too? Mustang too. It was in the late 70s when Ford almost died because they were making these pollution-free cars, and they came up with the Mustang too, which looks like a Pinto, basically. And there's there is a group of people who love the Mustang too, and there's most people who hate it. Yeah, it's like a yeah, okay. because it was basically a Pinto. It was a Pinto with Mustang emblems on them, and uh, it was pretty bad. Pintos were throwaway cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all two for one. There was a lady behind us when I lived in with my parents when I was a kid. There was a lady behind us who drove a yellow AMC Gremlin. Oh, now and, those are collectors' items. Oh, it was it was so cool, but it's trashed. Now, on the side note, which is a whole other podcast conversation, which has uh, uh, disturbed me for my entire life, but this woman used to get naked in the backyard and run around in the backyard, and I'd be like, Mom, the lady's naked again. And she wasn't a thin lady. I mean, she it was it was interesting. So, But she had an AMC Gremlin. She'd get in it. She'd turn it on. She'd rev up the engine. Wah, 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 wah. Drive to the end of the driveway. Put it in reverse, come back, and she'd do it three or four times, and she'd get out and go in her house. Keep the tires from flash partners? No, I think she's just crazy. She supposedly, <laughs> supposedly she shot up her, her ex-husband's car at Northgate Mall one time. And funny story, before my dad, this was a long time ago, but we were at, uh, when Walmart, Walmart used to be over where Tractor Supply and Planet Fitness is now. And my dad and I were walking in, and she walks up to us and calls my dad by name. And I jumped because I saw her. First of all, I thought she was going to be naked. I, I was scared to death. But she she was the friendliest person. I'm like, what happened to this woman? I mean, she was obviously tormented by something, but she was super nice at Walmart. I don't get it. I don't know. Random story. I got it. I got it. So, all right. Tell you you said you, you said your your one of your hobbies is DraftKings. Yes. You're and, you're a uh, DraftKings fanatic. Let's right, and I guess I've been, um, you know, I started playing back when, you know, I did my fantasy league that way, because back in the day you couldn't do the sports book like you can now here in Tennessee. Yeah, you know, so that just happened like maybe a couple of this months year. Maybe this year. Oh, yeah. This year, yeah, long so it's a long awesome short, short enough time for me to drop five grand. You know? <laughs> five G's, folks, but uh. So I just you know we do that we do the fantasy leagues with it and you know spend a little time doing that and that takes some time to research and all you know and try to figure. Stuff What's your out, strategy? You know? Well, I mean, I think I've got you know I kind of mess around with the spreadsheet that I like to you know just I've got it set up where you can easily um, find this stats page and just copy paste stuff into it and throws out a guesstimate of what you. You're gonna you're gonna have a score at the end of the game, and so you know it works pretty often. See, he's, but he's, he's again, the, it's it's proof that, it, that. And this is part of the GIS. It's like that's what I was wondering. Do you learn geographic this analysis? Yeah. I'm like well, doing DraftKings analysis. That, that every subsection, everything. Let's just take gambling for example, okay? Because because I I, I um, won't get into how how it's consumed me at some points in my life I'm, I'm way over it it doesn't bother me now at all but i was the complete opposite of you i was a gut gambler and still am yeah i'm a good gambler and and so uh i watch the games and then i look and i'll look so i'll do some weather checking um but i don't look at a stat 
all season. I've gone with my gut, and I've won a lot of money, and I have lost my entire ass. <laughs> and back again. So, I mean, you know, I, I think that's partly why they build those huge casinos. Because everybody loses at well, some yeah, point. Yeah, everybody loses at some point. Yeah. But, so, but I, I like the... I like if you've got your own thing going. Right. See, that's the thing that you I've always confidence said. confidence in a little something, something. Well, you but know? you I can, like to bet with confidence. It's just yes. what we just said. You're selling something that you built. The problem that I have is when it... That's not a problem, but the thing that I hate seeing people do is is they they start like calling these numbers. They pay. Right. Profit. Okay, yeah. you're, you're, you're letting somebody analyze something. Mm-hmm. He's analyzing his own statistical data doing his own statistical analysis if it's right it's right if it's not but he can analyze it that's right and, and come up with what he thinks is so I, I dig that you know I dig now if that was uh, something maybe that you read in a book or something that had some nuance to it it gets kind of tough because some of those guys are some of those guys are off the ch- and you may be too off the charts with math stuff yeah, I, yeah. so can, when you so when you do GIS, do you study? I mean, is it a degree in GIS or is it a degree in math or statistics? No, it's or? a de- degree in G- GIS. It okay. used to be a cartographic degree. Oh, cartography! Now in the digital world, it's become you know a GIS. Well, you know so. the only place you, they've had to go, like I said, to dual purpose now, and there's no room for cartographies in a standalone oh. business. So now I think oh. the only place you can find a cartography is with a cobbler. Yeah, yeah. Because those two things had to find something to go with them, and it sounds good together. Yeah. But I did find a cobbler in Murfreesboro, by the by the a way. A cobbler? You heard me. In Murfreesboro. Yes, because a cobbler can do zippers. Really? Yes, and I have. I don't buy clo- new clothes. Okay, I buy. I find stuff in storage units. I buy Goodwill clothes. Is what mm-hmm. it is. Or I wear the. You know, I wear the same stuff for 20, 30 years. But I, I, I have a coat that I found in a Carhartt coat. That black one. Yeah. And the zipper's broken. Well, when you call, the days of trying to get, you know, oh, call alterations right. or whatever. Yeah, well, cobblers can do, they have to have, because very few people, I, I'm going to have, I'm going to start having, like, when I get my next series, I'm going to have everything resold from this point forward because I couldn't find a cobbler. I had a pair of ostrich skins that I wanted. I looked for a year. Couldn't find one. I found one. And they do zippers. So not only am I going to get my Carhartt jacket fixed for about 18 bucks, uh, I have got a pair of shoes, of boots, that I'm going to have resold for about 100 bucks. What does this guy look like? Does, he have, a, does he have a curly mustache and wears suspenders? I, I think it's interesting you say that because I have not met him yet. I've only talked to him on the phone, and it's a woman. Oh, really? But as soon as I got off the phone with her, it's funny he says this because our but I started thinking of what her voice when I heard of what she looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's immediately. <laughs> yep. When you said cobbler, I'm thinking of the guy with I'm, I'm thinking, sleeves and suspenders. I'm and, thinking 4'9", uh, about 260. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. And, and Because she had a very strong accent. Yeah. Um, and, and But so nice. And probably prepares lunch on site. Okay, because yeah. people like that, right? And the smell when you walk in there is going to be so good because she's probably going to be one of the best. See, I mean, why are we even? I, it's isn't that strange. It I is mean, strange. I, uh, I've never even met the lady, and I wouldn't have even I, talked I already about know it. What she looks like just based uh, on what too. you said. I can tell you right now. Dark hair, and she's yeah. got it in a bun. In a bun. Yeah. In a bun. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And she's got like a big yellow skirt on, yep. and and she's got and the smell is like oh my god, you know. And I, I think it's probably an Italian lady if I had to guess. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I found a cobbler. Anyway, that's that's amazing. It's news, yeah. What, let's go back to this cartography thing. Very so, cool. I love maps. I do too. I love maps. I used to love them. Just sit. I open and look at them, and and I had a globe when I was a kid, and I'd spin love the globe the around, globe. look around. I love that stuff. But so when you got in it, though. You knew you were getting into it as digital version. You're getting into, or did you get into it as I wanted to draw? I wanted to look at right. real when paper I, maps. I mean, what was was my there a father balance? was a cartographer to begin with. Okay, so, um, he would do. Uh, I guess you remember that mylar, which is that paper that had like uh, it's oh, yeah. like that plastic paper that has a thin coat on it, so you can ink on it. Yeah. So yeah. you use that and the Leroy bug, the the Leroy. <laughs> where you do the lettering and so on. So you couldn't make mistakes with that ink, you know, to rub it. You had to be real careful if you ever had to erase and you could rub the matting off that um, that kind of um, material. Yeah. So maps were, you had to really practice and get good enough to, you know, do that. So he showed me how to do that and I'd pick up contracts. I, I've been mapping since I was probably 17 years old. And I even started my own business back when, you know, before uh, the mapping world was digital. So I do those Mylar sheets and piece them together and they photograph them and ultimately make those usgs quads off of them. can you still so, do that can you still could you draw one up or I, you know i still a friend of mine gave me a leroy set and i don't think you can buy the ink anywhere anymore i mean they used to have little You'd probably call uh, a cobbler they may have it <laughs> that's, just, that's, a, that's a fair point i'll ask yeah, I'll ask. Yeah, now let me ask you guys a what question. What the heck here. is a Leroy set, by the way? Go uh, yeah. ahead, but I'll pull, I'll pause that. You no, no, I, it's I, a lettering tool. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a very specific. Uh, anyway, so so as going back to globes, because I was I was I was more than I was I was consumed by maps and globes as a kid in an unhealthy. It was so much it was unhealthy. Yeah, I was you know instead of paying attention in class, I'm just all over the globe. Mm-hmm. So in your in memories, what were the two game changers? In the globe world, in the globe world, as far as far as globes went, and far and out. Well, now this me, is just my I, opinion. I'll, t- I'll tell you, me in my world, one when, came before the other. Well, in, in 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 my world, the globe. You're talking specifically about. I'm well, talking about the globe game here. My, yeah. Mine was when they started doing the elevated, uh, the Topo- topography. Okay, there's number so one. Topo- topography. Right. I could feel. I was like, holy okay. crap! In the '70s, mid '70s, the first top that I remember. Not saying that that's when it, but that's when I remember the first. I walked into my, what it would have been my, what I don't know, second, third grade, whatever, first topographical globe I'd ever seen. Yeah, yeah. with the mountains, and I'm sitting there thinking, wow. Yeah. But then the next game changer came is when I recall in the '80s, and it's still something I long for now. You can find these very, very cheap, but not like the one they had on Dallas. The game changer. You know what I'm talking about. I know about. what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. What? Which was what? Was it the was it the uh, the moving one? No, it opens up and oh, has and the, the bar. Set. The bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was it the like this. ultimate game changer <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the globe game. I do remember that. And, and you can find those things, but they. I bought one. Okay, thinking I saw it online. It's a total piece of junk. I literally threw it in the trash. The one they had on Dallas. Okay, yeah. was I'm telling you, it had. The wood inlay and it was a heavy duty. It was art. Wow. This it, piece of it, art. it was art, and that was. I, I don't know which was a bigger, bigger uh, play in the globe game between the topography Whoa. or the 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 the, the dual purpose uh, uh, map and bar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just, wouldn't, have, you but you wouldn't have cared if you were 
nine years old that it was a bar. But I did for some reason. Yeah. It's not because I was drinking at nine. I just remember thinking, <laughs> allegedly, if I, if I ever grow up and I own a big ranch in Texas and have a lot of family drama where we kill each other and we cheat on each other. Somebody shoots you. Yeah. I want to have one of those, man. Oh, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm telling you. That, that, I, that I, was, you were I a big have, deal. Oh, you I, were a big I've deal. Never, I've never seen one in person. No, you, well, that, good to go find one. It's like a Leroy set. <laughs> it's a Leroy set. I've never seen one of those in person. Yeah. My, my parents dealt in antiques since I was a kid. I've been, I grew up in antique stores. In fact, when I was, at, uh, when I was in college, I worked at, at an antique mall. And I learned the ropes. I could I could identify glass. I wrap, I literally would wrap up glasses that were worth five thousand dollars. And and I got to where I was. I could identify that. I could identify fake Fiesta versus fall. You know, real Fiesta. But I in all that time, I have never seen a globe liquor set. A good one. A good one. No, I, no, I've never seen I, one. I, it, it, and I've it, never seen a Leroy set. Uh. Uh-uh, no. But but you know what? It's funny that the the antique game is is, is interesting because. You know, it's 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 one of those games where the to buy from those who know not what they have and sell to those who know not what they're oh, yeah. getting. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, I I saw a, a, a lady who took the pawn shop attitude into the antique game. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was I've never seen anything like it because we were standing. This has been years ago. I think she's in Shelbyville. I think. Anyway, you know, it was like a, it was like people walking in. One, it was kind of like a pawn shop because people come in and say, "What will you give me for it?" Right? And so we're standing in line. I think we're three people back, and you know, I, I, I'm I'm not thinking you have to be everybody's friend for people coming in the door, but you you want to have some level of decorum with your potential customer. And some lady put something on there and gave her uh, this story about how it was her great grandmother's. It was a very heartwarming story. The lady looks at her and says, "It's shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine they did that on the antique roadshow. Yeah, I didn't know what to say. I, I looked. I said, "I don't think we we should." Oh, I tell you what, Mick. You remember I told you I had the Jack Daniels boxes? Yeah, yeah. That was what it was. That's what we because they said, "Oh, she knows," you know. And that was one of the people that said, "Whoa, well, you got it." You know what I mean? But but the lady before I was like, <laughs> we we might need to get her line. down. Well, I, I appreciate people like that though because I'm a, I like people that just tell you. Well, and you, you know? but you have. It, to me, if the reputation's there, then you can trust what she says. Some people I, might do that just to screw you sure. and try to take try to take advantage. I, I, of no you, doubt. But, but when she's been in business for seventy years, then yeah, you you. But but yeah, I'm in the map thing, man. Yeah. One I, of my, my favorite book. That's the one thing we've never talked about. That's the one answer that we never came up with. Now that he's he's saying this. Now that we're here, when we talk about our favorite books, it's this, it's this, it's yeah, this, yeah. you know, vision of the what. The first atlas I ever got. I got a Christmas present one year, yeah. and I got an atlas. Oh yeah, I had I had one too. I, I could tell you. You remember the remember when you'd go on there, and I, what I would do on you know as a kid, midnight one o'clock, couldn't sleep. I get the atlas out, and so I would. You remember the little you go in the back, and you've got the diagram, and I would go from I think either Portland or Seattle to Miami. Yeah. And see that you know, and you cross down like a multiplication table. Yeah. And you yeah. go, oh man. Yeah, because you do. So I, awesome. I remember. You know, because I, I always had the big, I like the big atlas that had everything. Oh, or, yeah. or you get the Tennessee one that was folded up, like the Tennessee one that you got the gas. I station, like the big one. And you opened it up into, and it was just Tennessee. It was a fold out. Yeah, it was just Tennessee. But I also had the big book, and we'd sit it, you know, in our minivan, and we would have it. Nobody ever opened it but me when we're on trips, and I was 11 or 12, and it would sit in that pocket in your minivan. You'd open it up and be like, oh, yep. okay, start looking at all the states. And you, you based it on the grid, like, like A1, A, it was, it had grids on it. 
and, and I was like, I was oh, yeah. by that. I was too, where you could go down. Yeah. But, but this is an interesting uh, tidbit. This is just, just living life, right? So uh, when I had the RV, okay, um, I, the first thing I did, the, I'm literally, well, actually, before I had the RV in my possession, the day before, I went and bought a $250 map book, okay? I'm talking about. That's big time. Yeah, it was Golly. big time. It, it told you where, you, you know, you could get. It, it, it even separated the massage parlors from the air quote massage parlors. Okay, it was that. Happy ending. It was a macro book, right? So what I learned from all the different places that I, from Miami to wherever I went in that thing and stayed in these RV parks, the natural progression for people who love maps as children, they all own RVs. Ah, see, Wendy and I talked about having an RV. You're right. Now, You're I don't right. know how you want to. He had an RV. Or you had a camper. No, I had a pop-up. I, I don't know one. how you want to try to explain the obvious. The obvious explanation is you're going in an RV all over, and you want to. But I think there's something more going on there. How are you, how are you how are you directionally, like given like like if you go somewhere, do you remember how to get to places? I mean, you. I can get around five cities in this country right now. I can I could sit there and you could be in it, and I could you could call me. Yeah. I could tell you where to turn left, go through this high school parking lot. And, what about you, Mondo? Are you like that? Can you? No, I'm not. I'm See, not. that's amazing. You know, that's he's the a, whole thing. Oh, because thinking, he's doing math. Yeah, <laughs> you you should be good at finding no. It's like the lawn I mean, care guy's yard is always out of control, like, right. or the barber's ball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's funny. Yep. Funny. I mean, I deal in latitude longitude coordinates, you know. So yeah. I'm like, yo, I'll give you the x y coordinate of it. What's it? And then that you? way you could just. Type it into Google and do the direction, and you'll get to it. You what know? cities? And, and you, you got to do that a lot. You As know, a driver, the airport. Right What's now. that? What cities in 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 the world can you can you comfortably navigate? Mm, San Antonio for sure. Uh, Tullahoma. <laughs> Tullahoma counts. <laughs> yeah, Tullahoma counts. Manchester. Uh, Manchester. Wait, what, what, what do you? With what, Google Maps, I mean, just about any yeah, of them now. Right I'm like, what, what dude, do you I don't get of, lost anymore. What, what do you, What are you comfortable with navigating? Uh, in, in cities, yeah, big cities. Oh, I, any Tennessee, most of the Tennessee ones, I feel pretty comfortable. Nashville, Knoxville, Memphis, Chattanooga. Uh, Memphis is a struggle for me. Memphis is a struggle, but you, if you know the the couple of main roads, you're good. Yeah, I don't know I any think of the, those. To me, the interstates in Memphis is worse than the main than the high, the regular roads. Yeah, it is. It's very it's it's a mess. Yeah, Alabama, I'm good. Like Huntsville, I'm good. Decatur, I'm good. Um, you know, North. Beaches, beach-wise, all those places I visit, yeah. Pensacola, Panama City, I, I'm, I got those in my head. It's obviously a function of how much you've lived and moved yeah. around in your life, you know. But I, I traveled so much that, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm fluent in several of those cities. But yeah, it's, I, it's good stuff. You know, you know I, I was gonna uh, tell you about. You know, y'all brought up some things that are interesting with respect to geography. Uh, they've got these. Uh, you've seen some of those old maps where they have all kinds of. Um, where they've got all kinds of old, you know, you, they draw like the whales and all these artistic things. The the dang well, uh, sea serpent. That's the little what's so awesome that I I was looking at this a new technology where now folks have mapped these uh, old these areas that these old maps were built from back yeah. in the day, yeah. and they'll stretch it out and they superimpose all that art to the three dimensional mapping or you know uh, gis on your on your laptop so they stretch those old maps onto it and you can see what it is that folks were trying to detail when they 
draw the little swamp areas or draw ducks see, flying here my, that blows and seagulls on this region yeah. and you know little grassy knolls when you super and stretch those out and superimpose them on what's really out there now you know and and you can you can uh darken it and bring it out darken it and bring it out you know where you can keep yeah. seeing where features back then uh you know what they were trying to convey when they were drawing all these it, little it, this the, no these lie graphics no lie this is something that was, that was my phone oh. sorry no lie but this is something that's kept me up at night when i've looked at maps and thought about it all night long is how in the world did they even know like back there when they're in the ships and they're drawing the maps they're pretty dang i mean considering the technology they had they're pretty dang close to what it what it really yeah. is and it blows my mind that people were able to draw something like that. Now, on the other end, the technology that I've seen on some of these shows, I see on History Channel or whatever else, like LiDAR. You ever deal with LiDAR and yes, all that stuff? Did. Where it, mm-hmm. it does the exact topography of... Oh, like underwater stuff? It's unbelievable. It right. just blows my mind to how far we've come in that situation. And and you, I think it's interesting to me as a kind of a social, social sciences guy and a historian and whatever else... I love the fact that you have that old school connection of the actual roll-up paper, Correct. but you're also I've doing the modern. You're doing the modern of. I've seen the progression of that technology. Yeah, that, and, that, and that, all, that to me is cool. And how you started to blend softwares into what you're trying to achieve. You know, a linear feature, a line yeah. now has all this attribution, where now the line gets its curvature. It gets information attached to it. I mean, we has to. We had. To, we used to have to type all that in and plug it into line. Now everything's pick and click on a screen. Can you draw? Back you in think the you day, draw you one had out? to actually, you know, code to do those things. What about the ones well, before? Nowadays, got it easy where you're just clicking buttons on Google Maps. Back in the day, it was all command line that, that. scenario. It was something else. You'd you'd have stacks of books just to build a digital map. Whereas nowadays, you just highlight it. Copy paste it onto a Word document and print it. Yeah, until you have to put a bid on it and you have to <laughs> like, read those topo lines and figure gosh, that out. I but with it. all the JavaScripts that now people have done, everything's just a little pick and click. You don't know all the technologies behind all the little buttons you're clicking. Yeah. Well, if it weren't um, for sports, my favorite trivial pursuit category would definitely be blue. Is it blue geography? <laughs> people in places. People in places. No, no geography. I, I thought blue was people in places. I don't think so. Which is geography? I, I don't know. Yeah, I green remember. is science. Pink is entertainment, which is always the hard. Yeah. Brown is is I think literature. Well, and brown is lit. brown is the one we always choose. See, brown was hardest. One of the hard ones for we, me. We chose it. It was one of our rules. You had if you landed on brown, you had you had to go brown no matter what. Brown if you had option of yellow and brown, it was always brown. There's a whole other story behind that. Yellow but was history. Yellow was history. Okay. Um, well, sports. Green uh, was, orange. Orange was sports. Yeah. yeah, and then blue was geography. And yeah. I don't think there were. People no, no, no. I think I think it was at some point in time it switched Changed. over. It was the same. Okay. It's the same category. Yeah. It was just called something different. Yeah, yeah. I love geography. So. How, how in the world did we go from uh, Guatemala and sports betting to maps well, and pursuit? That's what we always talk about. That's how I, this is what happens to us, Mondo. But it's right. great and conversation I like it. because I, like I love I love this uh, I love this conversation about uh, an art. To me, that's an art form. You know, uh, creating a map and creating a location and stuff like that. Something that I could never figure out, but I love maps. I'm like, Craig, and, and he and I have talked many, many times. There's some weird similarities on the things that that we uh, grew up with and liked. And that's one, that's just another one. I had an unhealthy uh, connection to maps, though. I mean, it was, it wasn't, it, I, went, I, I, I didn't want to eat sometimes 
you know, because I didn't want to come out of the map book. It's a little weird, man. That is a little it weird. Took some. Uh, they didn't have a support group at the time, Mondo. My was parents didn't right? know what to do. Was that well? Was, all those map books were, were around book? me all the time, the so I didn't book? really. I tried to stay away from them because I said, "Oh, I could see a lot of work." Every time I saw map books or somebody getting ready to ask me, "Hey, where's this?" Where? I don't know. Did, Google so it. You, so when your dad, you couldn't you say Google dad, it back then. I'd have to help people. Yeah. Uh, that's grid so and so. You're in a northeast San Antonio E5. Boom. You know. So when you were when you were a little Mondo, when you were Mondo, junior, little tiny Mondo oh, Junior, and you told your dad that you wanted to be a cartographer, did he tell you not to? Did he say don't do it? No, he took the time to teach me. He even uh, bought me my little mapping desk, you know, that had that coating on it, so that when you you know you draw, the pencil has a. Uh, like padding underneath and it grabbed the lead very very good onto oh, the wow. you know the manuscripts so he really uh he had a lot of patience i was you know i was real thankful about that and i was hoping you know uh, even uh, my kiddo would have followed that discipline and he has he does mapping with me here and there but he wants a which is you know a great uh, also a great career, I think. I mean, engineering's yeah. a good... See, those and he'll be mapping, stories. and I'm wondering if he could do a minor in geography, you know, with engineering. Yeah. Who knows? See, I, I mean, and and see, those are, those are good map stories, you know. I mean, you know, when my parents had to hand me a Hustler magazine at nine to get me out of the map book, <laughs> that's not a good map book story. <laughs> yeah, I so, got a map He just story died, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I saw Larry that. Just I saw died. that, yeah. So, um, not that know. I knew that, that I didn't. I we didn't. all arrive where we, you know, we're all here. We, yeah. we may have come very by very different routes, you know. I mean, who knows? And you know, you guys, uh, when you see a map, I mean, the color schemes are kind of like embedded in your yeah. in your being yeah. already. You see something, uh, a tan color, yeah. think it's sand or yeah, desert. Yeah, yeah. You see blue water, water yeah. dark blue, deep water. You know, whatever. Uh, I'll tell you a story. One time I had, uh, I, I got so, I got embarrassed by uh, this boss that was colorblind because he tells me, okay, we're going to need to do this analysis around this region and I have to go up to Austin and, you know, let the, let the court and everything else see it and deem it doable and whatever the case may be and deed it out. I said, fine. So I start putting a map together, you know, water's blue, what? But he's colorblind, so he starts telling me, hey, that's not blue, man. I mean, and you, because I need to check it, you need to make the color so that I can, they're visible, they're blue to me. So I said, that's not blue. And I go, hell yeah, it's blue. And they go, no, it's not, it's orange. She can go, all right. So I start, like, molding the mat so that eventually my boss could see it, and it looks like blue, you know, blue was brown I'm to not me. sure the boss checked all the boxes to get that guy. <laughs> how in the world did he make it that <laughs> ultimately colorblind. man yeah so wow. i'm here like dang man this is like a landy smell where hell i couldn't recognize it right because you had all we're not just not used to all this coloration and fine you know i said what the hell you know it made him happy took it but he takes it to austin and it turns out ends up being in one of these uh you know state meetings and so everybody said that was the most god awful man. They were like, "Why the hell is the water brown?" I'm like, "You son of a gun! I did not know you were going to go such a high level meeting." Why the, if why not, the water? I would have never accommodated for you. And due to the fact that I accommodated for my boss, I mean, I look like crap. You know, uh, they're so out of whack in Austin. They didn't notice, probably. <laughs> we 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 have talked over an hour. 
Um, we've hit a lot of, we've hit all sorts of stuff. So before we leave, uh, two things. Number one, um, make sure you everybody pays attention uh, for the 54 Film Fest because who knows who's going to be in that. I'd say Mondo will play a role. You never know, Craig Brock, he may play a role. I might play a role. We ne- You just never know with that 54 Film Fest. And it's fun. It's something that they do. It, it ranges from kids, you know, not, when I say kids, I'm talking about 17, 18 year olds, all the way up to professional adults who are doing this. And Collins competed against some real deal folks, and it's pretty cool. It's added some connections in his world. The second thing before we get off here is I want to know uh, after this, so we'll say after after Wednesday, because this will probably come out Wednesday. So after Wednesday, putting you on the spot, Mondo, who are your, who are you, what are your top two um, lock, lock picks? They're in, they're in the house. Let's give these picks and see who see what the picks are. The Mondo picks of the week. It's kind of like Bear on uh, college football. Well, you know, the way you've been warning me about Tennessee and the way they've been playing and, you know, I can't hit the over-under with them lately. Uh, I'd say, score Tennessee, they score I'd say one prediction is Tennessee's not going to make it out of the first round. <laughs> I think that that may be that may they they can either make it to the final four or not make it past first round. I'm predicting yeah, they get, get beat by a mid major. They'll get past the first round. Okay. Well, that's one of my predictions. And <laughs> to win it all, I say it's going to be. Let's see. In Region Two, they have Baylor. Region One right now, Gonzaga's the number one seed. Region Four, it's Ohio State. Region Three, it's Michigan. I think Baylor will do it. I think Baylor's a good choice. I think Gonzaga's uh, probably the best choice. But I'm going to tell you, I, I noticed on DraftKings, and I almost did this. I hadn't done it yet. I thought about just putting um, five or ten bucks on Alabama because they're like plus three thousand, and they, you never know, man. They just <laughs> oh, you know, yeah, you know, but <laughs> but it is what it is. Yeah, the, you know, the thing about the NCAA tournament, if it was one game and you wanted to do it, but you've got to come back for four weekends. And, yeah. And, and it's yeah, it's, uh, the, it's the, the best team generally. The NC State thing is now they could argue they were the best team. Yeah. But they had they played 500 ball. Yeah. You know it, that's so rare. Yeah. And that was a I think yeah. a, that's a that's a whole conversation in itself. It made a 30 for 30. That was one of the best ever. Oh yeah, absolutely. Beat beat my boy Clyde Drexler. It was awesome. Um, and. And you're saying you're from Oklahoma, hmm? right? So Oklahoma is the third seed in Region. Yeah, 4. they'll get it. They'll be in. The, they'll be a three, four, something like that. They're like in second place of their conference, the Big 12, 14 and five. My yeah, pre- my prediction is Tennessee is going to be a five twelve seed. They're going to be in the five twelve, which we all know how five twelve turns out. It's it's three out of four of them end up losing that game. So they could potentially lose that game. I, I don't want to be in a five twelve man. Yeah, a team, a team. You got, you know, you got to think about it like this, though. A team that that's that twelve or thirteen seed that Tennessee's going to be playing, uh, they might have done great in the Patriot League. Let's oh call yeah, it, okay. Yeah, they hadn't played anybody. Yeah, but when you're when your guards now are coming out and and you've got, uh, you know, guys with those kind of bounce and that kind of there's some length and, I mean, although Tennessee's length maybe, uh, isn't what some of the other teams in the conference are, but still, it's just a whole different ball game. Yeah, whole I, different. Ball you, game. You're right. You, you got to talk me off the ledge every once in a while, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, let me see if I before we leave, I wanted to I wanted to share a quote with you guys, a little inspirational for uh to to, to ring your weekend if I can find it. I'm probably not gonna be able to find it. Let's see here, Colin. Short film. 
Mr. Franco's. That was the name of that place oh. that we would go eat. Uh, Mr. Franco's. Yeah, took me the whole show. To, yeah. Where was that? So, it's down in uh, Pensacola Beach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just outstanding. They shut the restaurant down for a month every summer or in the winter or whatever, and they go back to the old country. and Oh, yeah. Can't beat it. So, uh, you, did you give me a pick, uh, Brock? Uh, no, well, I who do you think is going to win then? I think Gonzaga is going to win. It. Gonzaga, so both of you are Gonzaga. Huh? Yeah, I think I'm it's Gonzaga. So, Baylor. So I'm going to wrap it up with this with this great uh, this sound bite that we can share with everybody. If you want to hear more, you can go to collinstrand.com and you can listen to it. But uh, two two of the best acting jobs I've I've heard in a while. And you can't see the video, but you can listen to what what's going on here. Too well. This last chili cheese dog I had is just not sitting well, man. I can't do it. I suggest you keep that to yourself. Must be important. He said now. One of the greatest quotes of all, all time. All right. I'm on my way. Here we go. Mondo, I have a new task for you. Look, sir, I had a chili cheese dog for lunch, and I'm just not feeling well. Are you not the senior spy for this corporation? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have been the senior spy for 27 years, sir. Doing a great job. It's just... At this point, that's not me questioning your authority. It's my intestines, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's the greatest quote. Uh, I love that. It's not me. It's not me questioning your authority. It's my intestines. I, I think that's a great place to end it, man. Mondo, we, we appreciate you coming. We'll, we'll do this again at sometime in the future, and we'll talk more about maps and whatever else comes to mind. But anything else, Cornbread? Uh, no, I, I, I was going to get into something, that, but I, I think I'll just wait. Wait, so, save yeah. it for the next time. Yeah, I, I mean, I, maybe just like as a teaser, uh, um, you know, I, I, you don't know me well enough to know, but uh, my life is is very strange, very strange. <laughs> so everybody's getting, you know, you're starting to watch things over all this break that you have that are unnatural breaks. Um, that if you have unnatural breaks, you're watching unnatural things, right? So I've watched three or four dog shows. That is a whole subsection of society that we need to spend some time. Spend some time with dogs. Tonight may not be the night, (laughs) but not only the people that are showing these dogs, but my where I'm blown away is by the fan reaction to these dogs. They are seeing something. I see a dog running or being walked by somebody. They're seeing something entirely different. Completely different. different. That place goes. They go start roaring, and I'm looking at this dog. So. I saw some very strange people and some very strange, what I would classify as uh, some very strange things in the dog show business. Well, so that, yeah, that's definitely a future conversation. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm I'm just ma- I'm mainly concerned if there was social distancing in these dogs. They were not, and and uh, I'm not so sure it wasn't replays of some. Just a you know, I know one was was like last year or two years ago or whatever, but. The, you know, I don't know. What do I know? But if you're going to be running, right, you would think conventional wisdom, like if you're going to be running next to a dog and the biggest dog show in the world, comfort is has to be come to mind for these women that are running. But you get these oddly shaped women, and they all have these dresses that, okay, well, if you're going to wear a dress, wear it above the knee. That way you, your knees are uncovered so you can say, oh, no, no. They go down and they're reasonably tight. And they can't run. And they're sweater material indoors <laughs> down to their ankles. 
and they run like Ron Say from the Cubs. <laughs> you remember the penguin? Oh, yeah, and they yeah, called him that yeah, because he never bent his knees. Yeah. They're running. These ladies are running around, and and they're wearing nursing shoes from the seventies. Yeah. You know what I Sweet. picture when you're talking about this? I picture your picture your cobbler friend walking a dog. Yes. Right. Okay. I've got the cobbler friend in my mind walking the. Do- I don't yeah. know why, but the cobbler friend yeah. from Murfreesboro who's oh, walking the dog gosh. in a dog show. And if you're on, if you're being honest, if you're being honest, not judging people that warm because you couldn't help it. But now you have all these cool things like Crocs and all this stuff, and this is a whole other conversation. But you know, there is something very eerie about nursing shoes from the seventies. I agree. They are they the ones are. with the laces, and then they came out with the ones that had like the the little overlapping stitching. Yes, that took it to a whole new level. That's a whole different level. Yeah, those 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 lace up shoes from the early days. Because I I grew I spent a lot of time as a kid in nursing homes. My grandmother managed them, so that's a whole different set of stories. <laughs> but they all you know, and so I literally there'd be a nursing meeting, and I'd be sitting there, and I just remember being how uncomfortable I was looking down, and it was. Yeah. Just nursing shoes. Yeah, I, I hate those things. Yeah. I hate anyway, those things. Mondo, any closing thoughts? Anything well, I just want to thank you guys for uh, having me Shoot and uh, for interrogating me about previous scenarios <laughs> in tell my you, life. Tell your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll do. Yeah. And uh, we're going to, I guess I want to get better at spades. I guess. Yeah, we're, we're going to do that. Hopefully, <laughs> those guys will help me out because I know Brock was tearing it up, man. He tore no, us no. up, bro. But. Uh, but well, enjoy. I want to be you, man. Enjoy. I want to be you in spades. No, no, no. I don't think so. Travis, I think Mick, those guys, their brains work. Mick's brains work works different. <laughs> it's a weird, weird work. But yeah. anyway, well, until next Thanks time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it, man. Shoot, yeah, See you. yeah. Adios.